Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. The title of this message is Miracle in the Making. Put your neighbor and say, your miracle's coming. Because see, many of you are going through storms of life. And many of you that are watching by television, you've been through one storm after another storm. And this is a time that you're almost there. See, I'm almost there. You're on the verge of your breakthrough, but right before the breakthrough, those waves begin to come in, and that's when the enemy wants you to quit. He wants you to quit and say, what's the use? But I want you to know that you're stronger than you think you are because you have the spirit of the living God living within you, and your miracle is on the way. And the only way you're not going to receive it is if you give up and quit. Because we get tired. I think what Amanda said was so good. You know, it's easy to have faith for somebody else. But when you're physically ill, hey, you need all the intercessors and friends you got praying with you. But I love what the Bible says in Psalms 92, 12. It says, the godly will flourish like a palm tree. Now, have y'all ever wondered why it was a palm tree and not an oak tree or a pine tree? Because any of us in South Mississippi, we know about storms, don't we? But it doesn't even have to be a large storm for a big old oak tree to fall, just sometimes a small wind, because they have a shallow root system. And then the pines are known just to to break off. But if you've ever noticed a palm tree in the storms, they just bend. They just whip, and you wonder, how in the world? They bend, but they don't break. And they say that the stress of these storms make these palm trees much stronger, that they're able to withstand even stronger winds. So that's the way you are. You're a bunch of palm tree Christians, okay? You may bend, but you're not going to break. And with every storm that you're going through, you're getting stronger. And some of you are saying, well, I should be real strong right now. Because I've been through one storm after another storm after how many storms does anybody have to go through? But you're going to be stronger, and you are a miracle in the making. Y'all ready for the word? I am so excited to teach this word. A powerful word, very familiar, but pray I can get some new nuggets to you today. Mark 4, 35 through 41. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when he had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats, y'all say little boats, were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. 
And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the presence that we feel in this place. Lord, anoint me to teach, anoint every heart to receive in Jesus' name. Now, we've all heard this story many, many times, and, and you're saying, well, what can she teach new? Well, you just let your, you know, it's amazing how we can read the same scriptures, but every time we read it, the Lord reveals something new. What we, if we have an open heart to receive, but Jesus and the disciples had ministered all day. They had fed the multitude. And Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat. We're going to the other side of the lake, which was the Sea of Galilee. Well, first of all, I thought they might be excited. I started doing a little study on the Sea of Galilee. It was actually 15 miles long. It was seven miles wide. And it was known for winds to come out of nowhere suddenly. And so these experienced fishermen were probably terrified, thinking, what does Jesus, why are we going in this middle of this lake? I mean, is Jesus, are you sure, Jesus? And, um, and the deepest point of this lake was like 85 feet deep. So I'm sure they didn't go too much out in the middle of it anyway. But they were obedient to what the Lord said. So here they are in the, the Sea of Galilee, in the middle. And all of a sudden, this storm comes up. And I'm sure they thought, well, Jesus, this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Because there was 85 feet underneath them. They could drown. They could be dead in no time. So Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat. Jesus, don't you care that we're going under? The waves are taking us out of here. We're going to die in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus rebuked them for having no faith. And he said, peace be still. Because the greatest miracle awaited the other side. And I believe the devil tried to kill him in the middle of the lake because he thought if he got over there, that would be one of the greatest miracles Jesus performed was on the other side of that lake. But you know what? The disciples were obedient. See, every one of you is going to be given a, a sea of Galilee. Like they said earlier, you're going to be given a storm, like Pastor Cheryl said. You're going to be given a storm in your life, but the first step to get across your sea of Galilee is to get in the boat. And sometimes it makes no sense. It made no sense for these disciples to go to pagan country, the other side of the lake. God will ask you to do things that make no sense. But then you've got to move by faith and say, God, I don't understand this. God, I don't understand why I'm going through this. But I'm going to put some feet to my faith. And I'm going to be obedient to what you're telling me to do. You do all you know to do, and then you stand and let God be God. See, we're waiting on miracles, and we're saying, we're waiting on you, God. And he's saying, I'm not, you're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you to be obedient. And some of you were obedient, but now you're in the middle of a lake in a storm, and you feel like, Lord, where are you? Are you asleep in my boat? 
Lord, are you asleep? Don't you know what the doctors have told me? Don't you know that I've lost my job? Don't you know, Lord, that I'm a, I'm a Christian and I'm a tither and I'm a giver? I feel like I'm going under. Lord, where are you? Have you ever been there before? But Jesus wants you to know that he's not asleep. Where's your faith? See, you got to have what Jesus did. It's completed. You got to have faith in what he's already done for you. We're begging something from Jesus and he's already completed. He already finished it all on, on the cross. And he's waiting for us to have faith in what he's already done. But what he's wanting you to say is peace be still. He never told us we wouldn't have storms. But he told us he would be with us with every storm that we're through. And when faith kicks in, peace will come, no matter what kind of storm you're going through. Because, see, you're going through this storm right now. It's a time of testing because your greatest miracle awaits on the other side. And if you give up in the middle, you'll never make it to the other side. Too many people give up in the middle and they never make it to their destination of what God has for them because it gets hard and the devil wants to take you out. I found out from the devil if he can't kill you, he'll try to weaken you with the storms of life. But you can make it because you have the spirit of the living God living within you. Will they make it to the other side? And here comes this wild crazy man coming after him. Demoniac cut himself. Lived in the graveyard. Come screaming at Jesus and, and the disciples. I don't know if he thought he was going to scare Jesus and they'd get back in the boat. And I'm sure the disciples were thinking, well, let's get back in the boat. <laughs> Incredible Hulk on steroids. Y'all, I'm dating myself. Y'all remember the Incredible Hulk? So this demoniac runs toward Jesus. He lived in the graveyard. The whole city was held hostage because of this demoniac, because of fear. He cut himself, and there he was, coming after Jesus. So what I want to do for the next few minutes is we're going to do a little teaching on demons. And that's exactly why the Satan don't want the message to go forth, isn't it? Because we're living in a time now that a lot of people don't believe that there are demons. But all you got to do is look at this world. It's full of them right now. And they say, well, do demons still exist? Oh, yes, they do. They just dress up a little nicer. And some of them sit on church pews. Just saying. But we need discernment in these last days like never before. Have you ever been around someone that your hair just stood up on top of your head? And you knew something wasn't right. You cannot be filled with the Spirit of the Lord and have a demon. But you can have demonic oppression. And we're going to teach about that today. But yes, we need discernment. Because we're living in a world now, people don't understand demonic activity. That's why I cast out every spirit of witchcraft that's been spoken over me. Amen. And you. 
Because when you put yourself out there, if you're in ministry or of any kind, people are talking. You need to renounce those curses. And people, that sounds pretty, hey, it's the truth. It's the truth. We're living in dark times. That's when the church is going to come stronger and stronger. Another thing is this demoniac lived in the graveyard. Now, demons today, they're usually dead time they get to the graveyard. (laughs) But he lived in the graveyard. But see, back in those days, they didn't embalm people like they did now. And what was happening is all these demonic spirits were attaching itself to him as he was in the graveyard. So I thought, you know what, that will preach. Because we are living in a time now when we are saved, the spirit of the living God lives within us. He comes to live within us. But what happens is a lot of people want to go back to the spiritual graveyard. They want to hang with people they don't need to hang with. You don't need to listen to every kind of music. And you're like, now don't you start being a holy roller. Well, let me just preach to you just a little bit. You have a spirit, man, and you better watch what you're feeding it. There's some places you don't need to go. There's spirits there. And it can be dangerous. All right, bring my old man, you man, up here. I have the hardest time, people on TV, getting prop people to help me. Come on. All right, old man, this side of me. All right, here you go. My new man on this side. Don't they look good, even if they're old man and new man? All right, y'all, come a little closer. There we go. There we go. Now, this is our old man. This was our old grave's clothes. You were in bondage to sin and death and the grave, and you were on your way to hell. Yes, there is a hell for you that don't ever hear anybody preaching on it, okay? This was your old man. This is your new man. You put on the coat of righteousness. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. He cleanses you and watches you and makes you whole by the blood of Jesus for every sin in your life. But too many people, they want to go back and wear this again. Why would you go from this to this? Why? You're hanging in the spiritual graveyard. And I'm going to do some more teaching on this. Give it up for our old and new man. Y'all did good. All right, I want to do some teaching. Amen. Let's go to Luke 11, 24 through 26. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house for which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. What does this mean? Have you ever read that scripture and thought, now what does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you, okay? In the Old Testament... When one king was in power, they would rid all the temple, that's where they worshiped, of idol worship. But then what would happen, another king would come along, and they would be more wicked than the other. Had you ever noticed in the Bible how you see one king, but then maybe their grandchildren was even worse? Well, see, in the New Testament, we are considered the temple of the Holy Ghost. 
We are his temple. We need to take care of us physically, but we got to take care of that spiritual man. We got to feed the spiritual man the word of God and be filled with the spirit of the Lord. Because what the enemy knows is your weakness. And we've all got weaknesses. That's why you see people today that were once on fire for Jesus, but now they don't even acknowledge there is a God anymore. What happens? Because you know what the enemy is after in these last days? He is after your testimony. He's wanting Christians to be a bunch of fakes and a phonies to say, look, they don't even want what they preach. And he is after your testimony. So what God has done for you in your life, you better guard it. You need to put on the whole armor of God. You need to put on your whole robe of righteousness. We see people that were once preaching. They're not preaching anymore. Once that were delivered from alcohol and drugs, they're back on it again. And doing worse than they ever were before. Sin will take you further than you ever thought you would go. So you got to put on the whole armor of God. The whole fight your new man and stay out of the spiritual graveyard. Because don't ever get to the point in your life and say, well, that doesn't apply for me. I'm Mr. and Miss Super Christian. Hey, it happens. He hates pride, too. So you got to be careful because we're living in the last days and the enemy knows your weakness. And you'll look at your life one day and say, how in the, mor- how in the world did that happen? But you know the good thing is when we blow it and we mess up, it's never too late. His mercy and his grace is new every day. And he says, honey, come on back. Come on back. Learn from your mistakes. Come on back. The next thing about the demoniac is he cut himself. He cut himself. In the Old Testament, this referred to a bell worship. You remember when Elijah called all the prophets of Baal to Mount Carmel and he said the one God that answers by fire will be the one true God? And the Baal worshipers got out there and they said, Oh, Baal! And there was no Baal. I mean, there was no fire. And then they started dancing wildly and they started cutting themselves. But no fire. Because we have one God. And that's Jesus Christ. Now, we are that new man. But there are people today that cut themselves. And it's called demonic oppression. You may know people. Some of you watching by TV, it may be you. And what it is, is they think it will relieve the pain. They got so much emotional pain. Sometimes they feel numb. I'm talking to some of you on TV. That you don't feel anything. So when you cut yourself You feel like you're at least feeling something again. But unfortunately, this leads to other spirits, which can lead to um, addictions. But ultimately, what the devil wants to do is to kill you. He wants it to lead to suicide. And I'm talking to some of you. I read somewhere there was a pastor. He lost his daughter to suicide. And since the last, since 1999, suicide has increased 30%. That's a lot. 
because life is hard and there's a lot of stuff going on. So if you need help, you find somebody to talk to. We as Christians can't just be, there's pastors committing suicide. People have got to find somebody to talk to. There are people that will help you. So if you've thought about that, don't you dare do it. Find somebody to talk to. Jesus Christ, you have hope. Some of you feel like you're all alone and you have no hope. It's no accident you're watching this show. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Don't you dare do it. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. Television is very expensive, but so worth it. Have you ever wondered, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Do I have a purpose? Can I make a difference in someone's life? Well, friends, you can. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancock.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at one 800 579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you. And I feel like there are many of you that are watching this show that you've got some soul wounds. You've got some emotional hurt like we talked about today on the show. You feel all alone. You're discouraged. You're depressed. You've got so much pain going on right now. And you feel like Jesus is asleep. Have you ever been there where you feel like Jesus does not hear your prayers? We've all been there. But I want to say what I did in this message. Peace be still. So I want to pray with you right now. Lord, I lift up everyone that is watching this show. Lord, they have a feeling of heaviness. They're alone. They feel pain. Lord, I just ask you right now to wrap your arms around them. Give them supernatural peace that only you can give. Father, I thank you that it's done in the name of Jesus. And Father, I lift up everyone that is watching this show that is going through some kind of physical sickness in their body. Jesus, you are the healer. You are the great physician. So I send the word of God forth and to everyone that is watching this show. And I command bondages to be broken. I command bodies to be healed. And I command addictions to be broken. And I command peace to come forth. Father, we want to give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let us hear about it. I know the Lord touched your body because it was no accident that you're watching. This is the message that you that you needed to hear. Now, if you're watching this show and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is your day. And I want you to pick up that phone right now. If the Holy Spirit's call is speaking to your heart, maybe some of you know religion, but you don't know Jesus. But this is your day. Pick up the phone, call our 1-800 number, and we'll lead you to Jesus. Also, if you're watching and you've got some kind of physical illness in your body or whatever's going on and you want us to pray and have faith with you, call that 1-800 number. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. Television is expensive and only by your offerings and your partnership are we able to stay on the air. So if this show is blessing you, I'd like to ask you a favor. It doesn't matter how much. So many people think, well, I don't have much. It doesn't take, but if we all pull together, we can reach this world for Jesus and we could use your help. 
Now, next week, we're going to have part two of this message, Miracle in the Making. You don't want to miss this show. We're going to tell you how to receive your miracle. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. 
We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.